that's insane basically but yeah uh <laughs> i'm on a windows machine anyway so you know oh jeez yeah what, yeah what are you what are you, what are you doing well that, i i've built every pc i've ever owned basically okay so i'm, yeah. I'm one of those guys <laughs> yeah you know uh pre like 20 2010 i was still a, a hardcore windows guy so i i totally understand yeah i, I gave up on laptops basically because I, I need a desktop and then a tablet. That's my thing. And a phone. So if I'm not going to buy... A, if it was a laptop, I'd buy an Air or something on a MacBook Pro, right? But right. if it's a desktop, I like the Mac Pros are ridiculous, basically. And, you know, I can build something myself that's like a third of the cost <laughs> with the same sure, specs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, yeah. I, I really only became interested in Max once I uh, once I, I got a pretty good paying job, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, well, like, that, that's the, that's another thing. Yeah, the prices yeah, over here are insane. I I can only imagine. Yeah, like, they're probably quite a bit higher than the U.S. Huh? Yes, let's let's say quite a bit. <laughs> Let, oh, geez. Yeah, let's use geez, that vernacular. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I mean, there, it's gotten better because the prices are sort of the same, but Apple just translates dollars into euros. For whatever right. reason, which you know, that's not fair. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's definitely not fair. But there's all kinds of crazy reasons, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm sure it makes sense in some accounting office. You know, in Cupertino, that makes perfect sense. But <laughs> like in the real <laughs> world, would, yeah, it just makes you know. We, we, it would be nice if there was some parity for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, every person I know that has like an Air, like the new ones, or a Retina MacBook Pro, basically went to the states and bought one there. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody anybody actually bought one here. So, yeah, might as well just take a vacation. Yeah, buy one yeah, while you're here. You know, <laughs> just you know, pop pop to New York and buy a you know a MacBook Pro. Basically. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's pretty bad if that's how 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 different the prices are. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if just that whole one euro is the same as one dollar, that's enough. I mean, you know, right. if you can bring yeah, it over, yeah. or if you have a friend that can bring it over, that that's enough, basically. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's how I got my uh, Nexus Four. You know, a friend oh, brought yeah? it over yeah. from the states. And I, be- how are you? Yeah. Uh, how are you? How are you liking that phone? It is the first Android phone that's good. Wow! Not just yeah, okay; my, uh... it's actually good. Like it's wow, a proper yeah. phone, I know. My um, my my brother just recently got one of those, and um, yeah, he's been he's been really really happy with it. Yeah, it's like like I write for a tech magazine, and like my uh, recommendation was the iPhone for a long time, and now like when people ask me, the first question is, do you use Gmail a lot? And right. like if the answer is yes, you know, it's it's kind of been the Nexus Four for the last you know four months or something. Sure, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, pretty much just a, just an Apple guy these days. But uh, I can definitely see that there, there's, there's certain advantage, advantages, you know, to uh, if, if you're a Gmail user or yeah, if you're if, a yeah. heavy, heavy Google Services user. Yeah, you know. it, it actually pays off now because before it sure. really didn't. But with this phone, it kind of got to a point where it made sense, basically. 
And you know, I review like you know weird Chinese Android phones. So oh, yeah, I know the full spec, you know, spectrum of <laughs> what can be done when you just give away your operating system. Basically, <laughs> I, I I know like everything that can happen, and the Nexus Four is like, yeah, it's a legit phone. It's a proper yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm um, I'm always I'm always kind of skeptical of of uh, of Google and and Android in general, but but I am I am really excited to see. Hmm. I guess what whatever the next moves are, because they, they clearly are interested in, in you know getting deeper and deeper with hardware integration. Um, you know, it's hardware software integration. You know, the the Moto X sounds um, it sounds interesting. Yeah. I don't think I'll buy. I don't. I don't think I'll buy one, but yeah. <laughs> it certainly sounds interesting. <laughs> Okay, I think we already started. So just like sure. I'm going to ask you my first question, and then we'll go right back to that. So you know, people know, sure, you know who, sure, yeah. who we are basically. So okay, so <laughs> I just need to ask my first question: and who are you, and what do you do? Uh, I am uh, I am at Z Saichi. I'm Zach Saichi. I uh, <laughs> I tend to refer to myself as as my Twitter handle these days, but um. I uh, I do a podcast called The Menu Bar with uh, Andrew J. Clark. Um, we record every every Friday and we release every Monday. And um, yeah, I I also have a day job, but that's that's not that interesting. It's boring. Um, <laughs> no, but what do you do actually? Like at least at least tell me your field. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, well, right now it's really boring because I was fired a, a few months ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of that going uh, around trust me so right yeah. right i was i was i was working in um i was actually working for a data center in uh, downtown seattle mm-hmm. uh so it was just a it was a big web host i actually can't say too much about it okay but uh but yeah i was i was basically just doing you know server maintenance and kind of uh knock staff type work uh with some some light uh admin type stuff oh okay a data center. So that's you know right. Yeah, was, you know the data center stuff. You know, it's always uh, it's pretty much it's similar across the board with you know different different internal systems and different ways of doing things. Mm. Well, that's you so. see you see that that was broad enough, so you know people know. But you know <laughs> you didn't give away too much there. So okay, sure, so yeah. we're gonna go back to the whole Android thing because that's basically what I wanted to talk to you about. Because you're one of those guys that kind of you know. I'm one of those guys. No, no, but no, no. That, let me like let me qualify that because that was sure, supposed sure. to be like a compliment. But you're one of those guys. <laughs> that's you know, you 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 sort of like Apple, right? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I yeah, I've even I'll even go on record and say I'm um, I'm biased and have have a horse in the race. I would say <laughs> in in terms of technology, and that's that's not something that typically um, even people who really like Apple. Um, People that I know tend to try to stay away from saying things like that, but for me, um, I just I don't see the point in in being in the closet about the things that I the things that I like. And for me, it is it is kind of it, it's a it's the it's the products and and b it's you know the philosophy that drives the products. It, it's it's the whole thing. It's not it's not just any any one one aspect. You know. Uh, it, at the end of the day, I guess it's for me. It's all about apps, you know. Yeah. But it's also about well, how how is this company that I'm that I'm giving money to 
you know, how, how are they making money and what does that mean? And, you know, and this is not how people typically think, think about, you know, their, their technology purchases, but it's kind of the way that I do. Yeah, so you see, that's, you, you guys touched on that on the last episode of the menu bar with Vitici, right? Yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, and I listened to that. And the, the, the one area, I guess, where I have a problem with that whole, you know, Apple kind of, you know, doing stuff just for the good of mankind, basically. <laughs> you know? Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's always hyperbole. When it's a public company, right, that's always yeah. hyperbole. That, that can't be true. You know, just because of the na- sure. the nature of the like a public corporation and the nature of you know, even if I sound really like European socialist now, like <laughs> capitalism, just the nature of the whole system. When you say a company that, that's as big as that just does stuff, you know, for the greater good, can't be true. Like it can't. That's where I'm coming from. So that's that's yeah. actually one of the things I wanted to ask you because you kind of – you guys made it sound like you know you, you made peace with that statement in your head. And it just, I just – I want you to expand on it. Like how, how do you – you know, how do those pieces <laughs> fit without, you know, your head exploding basically? That's, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do I sleep at night? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. So um, – I guess. Hmm. So yeah. Basically, so you you believe that um, that you know ultimately you know large companies you know capitalist society all that they ultimately companies are about making money like that's that's the bottom line. Well, yeah. That, just, just let me expand a little because it's not it's not that one dimensional with me. I actually sure. get that, and that's not a problem per se. The thing is that the whole system. You know, it's built so that not a hell of a lot more can be done around that. Like, I get that there are better companies and worse companies in that system, but the whole system kind of prevents, you know, that whole, you know, the greater good strategy, basically. Sure. So I, I tend to look at what, what is the actual impact in the world from, from whatever, <clears throat> whatever company that we're talking about. In, in the case of Apple, they just, uh, particularly in the the sort of 2.0 era, they just don't act like other companies. They don't go around doing the things that big tech companies typically did uh, b- before they, you know, had their meteoric rise, starting with um, starting with the iPod, or I guess you know the the iMac, then the iPod, and the iPhone and iPad. You get the idea. Yeah. But um, so. They just, they certainly don't act the way that Microsoft did in the 90s, where you're talking about um, just basically, you know, well, I guess that's not even quite accurate. I, I think Microsoft in the 90s, uh, they didn't have any competition, you know? <laughs> there was, there, you know, Apple certainly wasn't doing anything. They were, you know, they were pretty much riding the success of, of you know, the late 80s and uh, sort of slightly iterating on that and building on it and doing some diversionary stuff like the Newton uh, you know and, and then Microsoft came out with uh, Windows 95 and the rest is history there, there was no one really uh, who was who you know ready I guess for the the oncoming internet age you know um, but as far as Apple and and why it is that they're different 
Um, it it just comes through in the products and the ecosystems that get that get developed around the products that they build. You you look at the the app store today, um, and the and the way that developers, the, despite the fact that Android has you know lots more market share, developers still tend to develop for iOS first, and um, most of the really interesting developments in, in in app development and software, you know, tend to happen on, on iOS. And th- this isn't just true of uh, app development. It's also true, I guess, of, um, you know, cultural creatives have always been drawn to Apple, you know. And yeah. I, I've, I've, I've always found that interesting. And the, and the fact that Apple, they don't just care about any one thing. It's not just the software. It's not just the hardware. It's, it's also other things that people don't pay so much attention to, such as the, the creation tools that they make, that they, they're very serious in, in fact, you know. Uh, they just recently released uh, Logic X, um, Logic Ten, whichever whichever yeah. we want to. call I'm an X guy. I'm an X guy. So X. Okay, yeah. we'll go with we'll go with X. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care too much, but uh, and, and Final Cut and you know uh, the the iLife Suite and the you know all, all that stuff. Um, so they. It's just it, it just comes through in in the things that they that they release and the effect that it seems to have on people. Um, and, and they don't do things with your with your data that are malicious. They they certainly don't appear to. Uh, they don't, <laughs> yeah, they, don't well. they don't they don't they don't they don't well they don't they don't sell it right. That's not that's not their that's not their mo. It's not their business strategy. Well, yeah, and, but neither does Google really. You know. Well, don't don't they? Well, I mean, do they? You know what I mean? It's not it's not the same sure. as you know a, a magazine publisher selling their you know subscription list to you know I don't know a telecom company. It's not like that with Google, or is it? I mean, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, so you know, most of their revenue seems to be generated from their core business, which is search, right? Um, yeah. And that's and well, advertising, that, uh, right? I mean, they right. basically make their money advertising, which you see, and this is where I credit Google and I've never, I've not heard this mentioned much, but the whole advertising side of things with Google was they actually do advertising the right way, even if there is such a thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, seriously, ads before Google online. Like if you looked at, I don't know, Yahoo, when Yahoo was still a thing, <laughs> before Google showed up, they had like sure. the worst banner ads you could think of. It was just, you know, a nice sword most of the time. And yeah, um, that, that, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's one way to look at it. Um, like, so, sort of conversely to that though. Yeah. Apple, I mean, uh, not Apple, Google, uh, let's see, when, when do you, when would you say they, they really uh, started to take off. I'd say it was around ninety nine, two thousand, yeah, roughly thereabouts. Yeah. So, and when when they really started to make a splash, it was it was huge, and everybody started using Google. And I remember there was there was quite a bit of an impact on Silicon Valley, where it seems like the there was a gold rush uh, startup mentality where. Everyone looked at Google and said, "Okay, well, this whole 
you know, ad revenue thing seems to work really well. And maybe we can just grow first and ask questions later. <laughs> um, so, so there's, there was that impact. No, but, but, but on the other hand, Google, Google actually did have it pretty well figured out fairly quickly and actually did have a sustainable business model. Whereas a lot of those startups that uh, were influenced by them didn't so much. Um, yeah, but do you see what I mean? I mean, they actually sure. did stuff like right in a different way, the same way Apple does stuff right in a, you know, sure. their way. And that's where I don't get, you know, when, when, when Apple gets mentioned, when that hyperbole stuff gets talked about, right? Uh-huh. So I, I just feel like Google gets left out and I don't think they necessarily deserve to be left out. You yeah, know. I mean, it, where it all comes down to me for, for it comes down to for me is the the results and the and the the products that actually get released, and uh, not to sort of flip around a um, a Steve Jobs quote about Microsoft, but uh, <laughs> he, he 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 once said about Microsoft, you know, you know the the problem with Microsoft is they is they just make third rate products. You know, yeah, and and I, I know that a lot of people really love Google. You know, but but at the time that Steve Jobs said that about Microsoft, a lot of people really loved Microsoft too, and that that wasn't that was not a, a uh, and he was in no position to really say that at the time, right? I mean, yeah. he was doing what he was doing next, which was doing uh, fine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. He wasn't in, in that position, but we look back on it now and we say, "Wow, you know, he there, there's something um, there's something to what he was saying, you know." And, and he, he he clearly he clearly had he clearly had some pretty good ideas uh, about where things should be as opposed to where they were. I, I think the way he saw saw the world at that point is, you know, the the computers had sort of entered the dark ages, you know, from his, from his perspective. Yeah, but you see, now here's where my thing comes in, because I'm not, you know, American or English, but I can actually speak English, which is great if you love Apple stuff. But if you speak (laughs) like most other languages, right, that's it, and you don't speak English, the Mac Uh and iOS kind of just decrease in value. And the one thing Microsoft has done right since like Windows 95, basically, I don't know when all of the languages showed up, right? But, like, everything is translated, you know? Sure. And that, like, they poured so much into that that that's, I, that's the main reason they got so big in enterprise. And you said a great thing in the last episode of the menu bar where you said, you know, where you just stated basically that they make all of their profit in enterprise. Right. And that doesn't surprise me at all because, you know, some like a, a company in Slovenia or over here, right? Or I, I don't care in Romania or whatever they want to, you know, use as, as an example that just wants to use computers. They, they need the localization stuff and they need that stuff to be supported and all of that stuff, you know. And Microsoft built out this like network, which is kind of mind boggling. I mean, they have like local offices basically in every country they do business in, right? And that, yeah. you know, an average consumer might not see that, you know, somebody that just buys like an HP laptop for, you know, I don't know, 500 euros doesn't see that. But like any business that wants to work, that's like a, you know, I don't know, especially like in the 90s, that's all that mattered. You just had somebody to explain the stuff to you. And with the Mac, that just, that's still not the case. 
You know? uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. And um, w- just uh, when you said, you know, uh, when Jobs said they make third-rate products, that might be true. And I sort of agree with that because, you know, just look at the way stuff from Microsoft looks like. But <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> right. they put an extraordinary amount of energy in the localization stuff and all of that stuff. And that, you know, like until fairly recently was more important than, you know, the fonts being awesome. So it's it's care along different different dimensions. Yeah. So you know everything that Microsoft has done in enterprise, I I think it's great, and even a lot of the stuff that they've done in consumer has been great. Uh, the 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 problem for me with Microsoft is, and, and this this could happen to to Apple, you know, right now for, for what it's worth, but it seems like they. Possibly because of the divisional structure of their company, it seems like they they had a very difficult time seeing seeing forward enough to uh, you know iterate and evolve and and learn for for the future. You know. Um, yeah, I'll give you that. That whole it, you know corporate structure yeah. over that was insane. The silo sync was just you know. It got to a point where I don't think like people that were in the next the next office over knew what the other people were doing. Basically, <laughs> so well, one of the crazy things about Microsoft to me is that they seem to be seemingly tone deaf to their own success. Like they, it's it's almost, and I think again, it's because of the the divisional nature of their of their company and the fact that you've got product teams com- competing with each other um, as opposed to one overarching you know vision for the company I, I think there is some of that but most of it is in the enterprise side unfortunately and that's yeah. you know that's that's where most of I don't know if it's where yeah well it's where most of their profits come from so it's it's interesting um, Microsoft <laughs> they one one of the things that that's been kind of going back and forth on my Twitter timeline lately is sort of a, a discussion about Metro. Yeah, and modern and, UI, please, Zach. Right. Modern UI. I'm I'm, I'm, call, <laughs> I, I'm I'm calling it Metro. Yeah, I'm the uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I have to write a review of anything like that has Windows 8 on it, I just say Metro, basically. Sure. It's just annoying. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Metro. Um, Modern UI. I can't believe it. Um, don't they have enough money to? Never mind. Yeah. Oh, the naming yeah. thing is just, they're all like every company. Just I don't. I don't. I don't even. You know. Yeah. Just right. let, let's forget that because that's going to be an hour there. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but but anyway, get, going back to Metro real quick. So, the, what I meant by the fact that that Microsoft doesn't seem to learn from their own success is why on earth did they make the 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 bet? While uh, let's see when when the iPhone came out it was 2007, right? And you, you had I think Windows 7 in the same year. I, I think that's right. But so Windows 7 was actually a really huge success. And, and actually, at that time, I was becoming more of a more of a Microsoft fan than anything. I, I was actually really impressed with what they had done. Uh, improving on on Windows Vista, you know, I, I just thought they did a did a great job, and I was really looking forward to to future things from Microsoft for once. And the iPhone came out, and and, and Microsoft just seemed to stall. They they didn't do anything 
right? Windows Mobile was, you know, they just they just left it alone, and then they barely iterated it into what six point five. Um, and the, and then, you know, and then the iPad comes out, and then we then we start to hear about Windows eight and Metro. And what's interesting to me about Metro is that it's a complete and total break from the old design philosophy at Microsoft and, uh, you know, from the aesthetic and, and even from the the software conventions. And I don't think absolutely everything about Windows was bad before. Like, it to me, it felt, it seemed, seemed completely unnecessary to just, throw away most of the past, right? And, well, and, and, and at the same time, uh, bringing, bringing the past with you in, in a clunky, fragmented form with Windows 8, where you have two different sorts of desktops. Yeah, well, uh, two different and, operating systems, really. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, you know, and, and, well, to, to a consumer, though, you're just, you're just, you know, there's these two different, two completely different environments that are sort of fighting with each other. Um, and, and the interesting thing there to me is that why just why because what what <laughs> what they what they did with Windows Seven um, from my perspective and I think from a lot of people who who were using PCs you know felt that Windows Seven was actually pretty good uh, in terms of usability and even aesthetically you know Arrow. Uh, especially right now with what we're seeing with iOS 7, you know, with, with transparency and, um, you know, all, all these, all these new, uh, new OS effects with animations and whatnot. A lot of that stuff was happening with Windows 7. It's just, it's just interesting to me that they were so successful with Windows 7 and then decided to kind of just, burn it down and, and piss on it and, yeah. and do and do metro instead and, and so I, I i agree with people that um that they needed to to definitely break away from the past but i i don't think they needed to go quite so abrupt which sounds this sounds crazy coming from an apple guy because most of the apple people that i know are really you know they think metro is great and um and that you know all everything before sucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah which yeah really is right and i i actually have the uh, the complete opposite perspective i i really think that i really think that microsoft is a company that that has sort of failed to learn from their own success and i don't know a company that can't learn from its own success i wonder how can they iterate going forward so i i i wonder about their future i really don't i don't know I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to become IBM too. I think that's well, going to be it. Like at some point it's just going to be enterprise stuff and you know, they're going to fade away from the consumer market, I think. Sure, you, but yeah. then you look at the actual moves from the company and so much of it is consumer facing. Yeah, but you know, that that stuff has to work at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. And, and, well, the thing is, I think they care deeply about about consumer, and, and it's because one, it's a huge opportunity, and who would want to let that go? And they had it before, so they they ought to be able to have it again. I mean, so it, it makes sense that they're that they're continuing to be focused there. But I also think they're continuing to be focused there because 
even in enterprise, we're starting to see shifts happen, right? Where more people are bringing their own devices to work. Uh, IT departments are starting to think a little yeah, bit differently. Yeah, but you see, that, that's so much more true in the English-speaking world. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, I, I definitely hear. Yeah, that. yeah. you see, that, that's where I can't. You see, that's you. You all, you all have this like blind spot to that when I listen to your guys talk. No, I agree. I, I, I agree, and that's that's why I feel we should have more uh, more international dialogue. Yeah, see, uh, that, in, that's in why podcasts. I like Federico because he just you know he points that stuff out. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, Although he didn't on our episode. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but we, you were all swooning around that. So I know that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. okay, just let me make one more point within, within those sites, which I, I tend to agree with you. I think seven is an awesome operating system. I truly believe that. I use it every day, basically. But and and it's kind of you know it's the first Windows that actually worked and made sense, and you know you can multitask properly and all of that stuff. But like I, I've been re- reviewing a lot of the this high uh, these uh, hybrids like Windows 8 hybrids, which is basically like a Windows 8 uh, ultrabook that you can detach the screen and it becomes a tablet. Yeah. And w- with that form factor, it almost makes sense. If you can actually just detach the screen and it becomes a tablet, it almost it almost Windows 8 almost makes sense. But it is almost. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost. It doesn't. Yeah, I know. I know. The <laughs> Surface Pro is like I think that's what they wanted to make. That's the only yeah. the the only one that actually works. It's the it, the Surface Pro is the the thing that they actually thought this is it, and then we'll let everybody else do their thing. And you know, I I agree that it's the only one that works, but I I don't know if that makes it good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's. I mean, the real crux of their of their problem is is not. I don't think it's as simple as say lowering the price point of the Surface Pro to the point that you know that's that's their main focus. Then they still have the problem of you've got two different operating system environments. Yeah, well, and the chips are still different, so you know you can have both the apps from one on the other and all of that stuff. So. I don't know. It's a mess, basically. <laughs> it's, it's a huge mess, yeah. and, and even you know, and even they didn't really know what they were doing exactly as they were announcing it. Um, I remember when they they announced the uh, the Surface RT. Uh, I, I reached out to someone on someone from Microsoft on Twitter, and I, I just asked a simple question: Will you know, based on what you guys said, it's it's kind of confusing. Will Windows apps, you know, prior Windows apps run on on this thing? And he said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, but will they need to be recompiled? And he went a long time not answering, and he said, well, we covered this. Yeah. I said, well, no, no, you guys, <laughs> this is why people are asking the question is because you guys, d- but, but anyway, n- that's neither here nor there, but th- they're terrible at delivering a narrative to, to consumers as to what, <laughs> what exactly they should expect and, and probably because it's it's a terrible narrative to have yeah i just so. wish sinovsky would have stayed somehow like i, I think agree. that guy was the only one that actually knew what he was doing over there even though yeah. windows 8 was under him but i figured if he left right after the keynotes like i i don't think that was his baby basically yeah think, and who know. was who was the guy who was um Jay Allard. Oh yeah, the Xbox guy, the courier guy, right. basically. Yeah, yeah. The and he had a lot to do with Metro too. Um, I think he was also on on the Zune 
project. Yeah, um, but which, I think way, he left I, before. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a uh, I had a Zune HD. <laughs> well, actually, <why? laughs> I did. So here's the thing. So like, I'm known on Twitter as this just huge Apple fanboy, right? Yeah. I had a Zune HD, and I, I, to this day, I actually kind of miss it. It <laughs> it was one of the few areas where Metro actually made sense, and it was actually a really well designed piece of hardware. The problem is they. It, the Zune HD was pretty much what the very first Zune needed to be. By the time they got to the Zune HD, it it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, it was all yeah. over, basically. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Microsoft. I mean, yeah. yeah. But but um, let's see. So going so going back to Google. <laughs> you see, that's why I think what they did with Android is it borders on a miracle, basically. What yeah. Android is today. That should not have happened, if you ask me. What it started out as a, as a, you know, basically a competitor of the Blackberry. And right. it was ugly for the first four years of its life until 4.0, basically. Well, 3.0, but 4.0, really, you know. And the, the way it improved and that whole project butter thing, which I thought, what the hell are you people talking about? It actually made, you know, a, a world of difference. <laughs> so with Android, uh, if we're talking broadly about Android as a as a singular entity. There's two different ways to sort of see that story. Um, in in one version, uh, the way it started was was an operating system meant to compete with everything that you know current at the time, which was Windows Mobile and, and BlackBerry. And in fact, when when Google purchased it, it was really meant to to be a blow against against Microsoft, who was really the only, you know, at the time, if you were projecting out, it seemed like Microsoft was eventually going to have a total stranglehold on that market just because it didn't seem like, you know, RIM was going to iterate on the software side enough, mm-hmm. you know. It, it felt like, well, so Microsoft inevitably is, is going to own this space, and, and Apple certainly, you know, they're not going to. You know, they'll, they'll maybe they'll do something, but it's certainly not going to be huge. You know, at, at the time, it just didn't seem it seemed crazy, right? So the way Android was initially positioned was okay. So we're going to give the operating system away for free. So we're we're going to take away from from Microsoft what they value most, which is their licensing, and that was brilliant, and, and it was a great it was a great plan. Um, but then the iPhone came out. And suddenly, lots and lots of changes uh, needed to be made to, to Android. And but 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 the 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 great thing is they they did iterate it and they did change it and it became uh, more touchscreen friendly. And they got very aggressive about updating it. And, and I think you know all the way all the way up into this day, it, the how often and and how much they've they've managed to improve it is impressive. So and that's that's one version of the of the, of the story. <laughs> okay, but, now now tell me the other one. Yeah, this is what I'm so waiting for now. <laughs> the, the the other version of the story is the one where Google has still categorically failed to figure out how to monetize this thing that they yeah. put out for free. So uh, the, I tweeted this uh, the other the other day, but I said something along the lines of. You know, when when Microsoft in the '90s was on top of the of the PC licensing market, they didn't feel a need 
to start making PCs. And and if you think about this with with Google, you know, if if it was true that that Android is accomplishing all of the all of the goals that 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 Google has, why is it that the Nexus program exists, and why is it that they bought Motorola? Yeah. And why are they starting to build hardware? So, and that's great. I, I think it's all great, but there's a huge disconnect I think in the in the in the tech press where we talk about Android as one conglomerate entity. And the only way to me that that even makes any sense is if we're talking about it relative to what it's doing for for Google. Uh, And any other way that we're going to talk about Android, you almost have to break it down in terms of the you know the OEMs and and what what it's doing for them, in which case we're talking primarily about Samsung. Yeah. See, that's the way I see it as well. But, you know, that, that, but I'm sort of becoming a champion of, you know, the Nexus program and stock Android and all of that stuff. Cause. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. But that's just, that's a sliver of the whole monster, basically. And the monster still isn't making money. So, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm very, I'm very skeptical of the entire situation just because of how long it's taken, um, Google to, you know, everyone's kind of going crazy praising them for the fact that they're starting to finally get design to some extent, and and uh, you know the ecosystem for Android is 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 getting much much better, uh, sort of. You know, so it, it, the the problem is that ultimately, right now, they they still don't have the the top tier app developers making, you know, the 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 you know I um, Android first apps. And then another problem that they have is they've got a huge sort of media content ecosystem that no one uses or cares about. Yeah, and it's not uh, that huge. Right. Well, right. yeah, again, that whole international blind spot you people have, but, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I was actually going to mention. Oh, you're going to um, mention. Okay. <laughs> so it, it, they, they have a bunch of content in the U.S., which isn't getting consumed, <laughs> yeah. Uh, even, even in the U.S., let alone all, all, all of the places where the content doesn't go. And th- there's areas where Google Play doesn't exist. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm for, hello, so, I'm from Slovenia. So yeah. right. right. Yeah. <laughs> does does Google Play not not exist? Well, there? The, the, you can't buy any of the hardware. The apps, right? Yeah, that works. But you know the okay. the hardware. Yeah, it just it, the, the page does. Uh, it's not available in your in your country. I get one of those. So. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's um it's it's terrible. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um t- to me it's it's just interesting because again in the, in the tech press the way we talk about Google tends to be very optimistically um and as if they're in more of a lead position than they actually are. That's, that, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I'll agree with it, that. You know, particularly, uh, I, I'll name drop here just this one. Uh, it's not too controversial, but The Verge, you know, tends to. A, a good example is they don't, for some reason, want to talk about things like Android security, um, w- which really kind of bugs me. That, I don't know if you remember when uh, Phil Phil Schiller tweeted. Uh, you know that 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 one tweet. Be safe out there. And he, it was like a it was a link to a security firm's report on the sort of the state of security in the in the in the mobile market. And 
The Verge just sort of like linked to it, made fun of it, and said, you know, they linked to an article they had written the previous year, basically saying, well, Android is, is you know, not, not any less secure than, than iOS for, for these reasons. And it just seems sort of crazy to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Have you done a <laughs> Have you done a quick search in the Google Play Store? For, yeah, um, it's the Wild West over there. So I, I know like, what you, you mean. Know. Yeah. So like, so there are apps. There's an app called Android Lost, which is a very popular app, which allows you to do things like intercept text messages, record calls remotely, wipe your phone remotely. Yeah. You know, so and 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 these, these this is how much access the, 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 that developers have to to the well. To be you know, fair, you kind of need to let the app do that stuff, you know. But yeah, I see what you mean. When you know a normal person, you know, they just yes, yes, okay, uh, approve, uh, right. you know, yeah, it, it, you get into that well, kind of territory. So right. Well, so um, there's no so like a, a way to think about this is like if. If I if I know people uh, around me who say for whatever reason just you know want to put tabs on my phone, and you know they they have some kind of immediate access to my phone. Well, with an iPhone, you have to like really kind of do some hacky stuff in order to in order to get something like that accomplished. I'm I'm pretty sure you could, but with an Android phone, all you have to do is get it for about five minutes, hook it up to the, to your computer. Uh, get an app on there, disappear the app from, from the person's knowledge, and, uh, you know, go, go to town with, with doing all this remote stuff. Yeah, but we, we tried to do that at the magazine, right? And you, oh, you, did you? Yeah, and you kind of know. I mean, that was, I think, a year ago, so things might have changed. But uh-huh. you still saw the app do stuff. So sure, you'd notice the- it. You'll you'll notice it maybe like if you yeah. if, if you're a user who goes into your task manager for example, that's um, true. And, and 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 a lot of those apps will send you notifications. But again, you you just think about the possibility of being able to build a custom app that that maybe goes a couple steps further than what's allowed into Google Play, and you you know you tell the phone you know you sideload the app for example, and so I, I don't know. The, um, that's the security stuff that I feel like doesn't get doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, that's uh, You know, so there just seems to be some some amount of distortion when it comes to all things all things Android, particularly with the, with the big the big tech websites. And you know, it doesn't really matter too much, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but it, it 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 bugs me a little bit. I guess I don't know. Hi. So now that we've basically covered every technology company we we sort of care about, you know, excluding sure. Amazon, but that we'll save that for another day. Uh, I, <laughs> I have plenty I could say about Amazon. But. Oh, I have like I'm the Amazon guy in the <laughs> magazine, so trust me, we we can have that conversation sometime. <laughs> sure. Uh, so we have to move on to the hardware and software you use. So you know, sure. it's gonna be on the hardware side. I'm guessing it's gonna be boring, but you know. Your it's going to be very boring. Actually, yeah. it's not entirely boring. Actually, so I own, I own a Kindle. Does which that, one? Which one? I own a uh, the Paperwhite. Yeah, I actually I don't use iBooks. <gasps> what? Yeah, well, that's actually understandable because <laughs> iBooks kind of, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, so like, mo- again, most of the Apple guys I know, they all they all use iBooks and they, they get on my case for, for having a Kindle and, and using it. They're like, why, why are you doing this? You got an iPad, you know? Um, I, I've always, I've been a big fan of, uh, 
of the Kindle since the very first one. Yeah, and, same uh, here. You know, a- Amazon's done done a great job with with all that stuff. But anyway, let's <laughs> <laughs> topic for another day. But uh, so moving on to like primary hardware that I use, um, I have like a, a 2010 17 inch MacBook Pro that I do pretty much everything on. Um, and that's that's mainly it. Mainly just stays hooked up to an external monitor mm-hmm. on my desk. Um, I usually don't. T- I almost never take it anywhere anymore. It's pretty much just. Well, yeah, there. it's a seventeen-inch laptop. That would be right. Insane. Right? No, it's, it was it was it was a ter- <laughs> terrible idea, actually. So, well, the reason the reason it's seventeen inches, uh, I would never typically buy a seventeen-inch laptop, but. Uh, it was sort of a situation where I was presented with a, a deal that was just too good to pass up from a friend of mine who kind of got bored with it very quickly. Uh-huh. So okay. I, I got it. I got it pretty cheap. Um, okay, that that makes sense. All right. Sure. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm running. I have a iPhone 4s. Uh-huh. And I don't have. I don't have a five. Um, and I have an iPad Mini. Ah. Uh, the L- LTE uh, 32 gigabyte. And I actually do. Hmm, I, I would actually almost say that the iPad Mini is like my primary computer, uh, even over my my iPhone and my Mac. Uh, really? Well, that's yeah. Because yeah. yeah, well, that's probably because you're still on the 4S. I just got this sense from the other people I talked to. You when when we get the five or the bigger Android phones, the tablets oh. kind of you know fade a little in the workflow. So, for for me, it's actually just about. Um, for me, the, the the iPad Mini is like this perfect sort of in between everything, uh, in between laptop and a phone and and everything else. Like it's 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 got really great optimized for that that screen size apps, um, and, and I love I love to use you know text editors and. You know, t- Twitter apps and all the all the silly things that I do uh, typically with a computer. Um, the thing is just so light, so portable. It's really not much of a bigger deal than than even an iPhone to carry. Really, I mean, it can't go in my pocket, of course, but it's not a big deal to carry around either. And it's got that LTE connection, so yeah, it's always um... online. It's it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So <laughs> there's Android people running around with like you know five five seven inch you know phones i'm i'm running around primarily with this uh uh you know yeah if you could make you know phone calls it'd be a phablet basically sure (laughs) and i actually i I even explored that idea at one point i considered (laughs) I, I, i seriously considered like i'm not really using my my phone anymore Maybe I should just not have a. Phone. Don't be that guy. Just do not. No, <laughs> no I, I, I haven't. I haven't gone that far. But, uh, but yeah. like, I make I make so few phone calls that I almost could. You know, yeah. I could just have like a Bluetooth headset and just get <laughs> yeah, calls that. over Skype and you know. Yeah. But no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that far. I'll I'll stick to having a phone one way or the other. But yep. there is there is a possibility that I just don't get an iPhone next. You know. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if that means getting. I don't think I'd get an Android phone. But like I, I could almost. What's that? Um, what's that like tiny Lumia? That it's not running. Uh, it's not running Windows Phone. It's it's running something else. 
Oh, it's S40. Oh, I know the one you mean. Yeah, it's not a Lumia. It's called something else, I think. I think in the States it's still under the Lumia brand. Oh, I can't remember. I think they're called Asha over here. Asha something or other. But yeah, I know I know yeah. which phone you mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of want something like that where it's just, um, you know, basically like a glorified feature phone. Because again, I'm I'm really not doing all that much from my phone anymore. It's really I really do just carry my <laughs> iPad mini with me everywhere. Okay, so, so so when like when okay, so then I'm just going to ask you about the iPad software. Sure. Like the stuff you actually use that. And I mean this sincerely, the stuff you actually use, not, you know, the popular ones. <laughs> well, um so I'm just going to look at my iPad here. I've got the, the the main things that I that I tend to use things that are like in my in my dock is uh, you know Tweetbot obviously um, it's my my favorite uh, Twitter client yeah but you um, say obviously like most of the people I talk to uh, are like they you just started using the official Twitter client it's insane uh, okay, how well. many people use it <laughs> I I don't get it either but yeah okay fine go go ahead <laughs> uh, so then there's uh, I actually for my uh, my podcast client I use podcast.app I, I don't use I don't use any of the uh, third party clients I use Apple's uh, that's podcast insane app. that's just that's I don't understand that but <laughs> why why for for me it's 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 just it's fast and it's simple and I don't really care about show notes. That's um, I don't I just 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 move on I I don't even there's you're not, I, I, yeah I I, I <laughs> no there's rage in me now and I just wanna you know let's let's move on <laughs> just, I could yeah. I could talk about how I miss the uh, the skeuomorphic oh let's now we're you know I'm just gonna hang up now so <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love it okay so uh, byword is uh-huh. is my favorite uh, text editor on on the iPad. Um, just a really, really great uh, markdown editor has has the best multi markdown preview, um, and I'm not I'm not really writing too much online these days, but that's probably going to change here pretty soon. So, ah, uh, uh, another the, the, blog or something else? Uh, something else. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Well, I, I can see you don't want to talk about it, but you know. Sure, I, I'm. There's all, all kinds of things, kind of, kind of cooking between uh, different, different podcasts that could potentially launch here pretty soon, and uh, and a writing project. I'll just say loosely. Okay, that sounds you know <laughs> mysterious enough. So I'll, I'll I'll allow that a writing project. <laughs> That's yeah okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean those are those are really the main apps that I use. I actually. I tend to just keep the apps that I uh, that I use frequently on my iPad. I don't. I try not to have a ton of stuff installed. You know, mm-hmm. I try not to have like you know folders with hundreds of games and tons and tons of utilities and productivity apps that I that I never actually use. That's gonna get even weirder with iOS seven now because the folders are gonna have multiple screens. I don't. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. go out of hand. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I have mixed feelings about the multiple screens because you can you can do crazy things like put one app in one folder. I mean, in one, in one section of a folder, and then put one app in the next section of the folder. I just imagine what my kids are going to do with that. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally rearrange everything. Yeah, you you yeah. Uh, th- that's where the whole uh, you know uh, Android profiles would come in handy. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, just going to sure. mess everything up every time, probably. 
Yeah, that is that is one kind of downside to iOS right now is. Um, Oh, they need as, to do that. They need yeah, to I get mean, multiple as, users. As, yeah. yeah, yeah. As as great as that, um, I can't remember what it's called, but the the restrictive thing where you can or guided access. Yeah, guided access. Called. Yeah. I use that, but it just pisses my kids off because they can't like, do everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they just go to click the home button, and they're like, "It doesn't work," so they throw the iPad. <laughs> You know, which maybe maybe that's a <laughs> just sort of a temper problem with my children. But you know, I can understand they can, <laughs> it worked before. Now yeah, and now it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So yeah, I, I I do feel like there needs to be a, a better a better kid friendly mode on iOS devices. So uh, and then on the Mac, I usually just ask about the browser, but I'm guessing you're on Safari, right? I am on Safari, yeah. yeah. I um I don't You I will don't, eventually. You will eventually. I, I don't prefer really anything anything about Chrome. Um I'm telling you you will eventually. We I'm, would all like I, that. But uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I there's a reason Google left WebKit. They are the only people that know what they're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lo- did. You read the Syracuse post, the one where he had the grass of uh, commits, like different companies to the. Oh like sure, the, yeah, I, I that was that. the greatest article ever written. Like, yeah, that's why Chrome is the best. Seriously, I just gave up on Safari. <laughs> yeah, but, Chrome is definitely um, definitely faster. Which kind of matters. Yeah, Which, no, it, it it does matter, but um, these days we're talking about difference of milliseconds between between browsers. I uh, still not, notice it. I still kind of, it's yeah. Uh, um, but, but for me, ultimately, like Chrome just doesn't. It still to this day doesn't feel like a native I/O or OS X app to me. Like it just, I don't. Know. I it, get it, that. Yeah, it feels yeah. it feels jarring every time I have to. I have to use it, and so, yeah. sometimes I do use it to uh, to test, you know, cross test websites and things like that. So, but it, you'll come around, come to the dark side, and all that stuff. But you know, <laughs> it's gonna happen eventually, basically. <laughs> okay, and then my last question, my last question, which is always the same: like, if you had to name a piece of hardware or something physical that you thought was kind of made for you, that you still have, you might not have anymore, but have fond memories of it, what would that one thing be? That's a that's a that's a tough question. Yes, it is. It's a really it's a it's a great question though. I'm making you pick one, and it has to be something physical. It can be you know, sunshine and rainbows, but it has to be something you can hold in your hand. If a physical like a so, but but not technology related. It it can be anything. I've gotten room okay. heaters for an answer, so you know. <laughs> so and that's not a joke, but you know. Just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with something completely like left field and and say uh, the the Sega Dreamcast. <gasps> that was an awesome console. It that really was, was. It really it, was. I'm Man, still, if that thing had more games, that would have been. I yeah. know. Uh, I I totally agree. And uh, well, you know, and, and the Dreamcast wasn't even what what killed Sega. It was so many things. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so afraid we're going to be saying that about Nintendo because they're my guys. But I'm just, yeah, I have nightmares about that. Yeah, that uh, that definitely keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I'm afraid I'm going to have like the same conversation about the Wii U in like five years, 
and I do not want that conversation. I just yeah, I just want them to keep doing stuff. Yeah, I think we all do, including uh, including Federico. I know, I know. Yeah, if I get him on here, th- that's probably all we're gonna talk about. <laughs> like, it's gonna be. Yeah, it was so it was so tempting when we had him on to yeah. when, when he started talking about Nintendo to just like open that up into a into another topic. But we we knew we knew it was gonna go in. Yeah. On I, for like I, I don't hour. care about iOS automation. Basically, I'm gonna talk about Nintendo. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Um, well, that's well, I'll look, it. I'll look forward to that episode. Yeah, but <laughs> that's it, basically, Zach. So, uh, th- thank you. Uh, thank so, you. just I'm gonna do a Hurley, and I'm gonna tell you to uh, tell people where they can find you online. So, all right. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Z Saichi Z C I C H Y because that's a very difficult thing to try to. Yeah, you're you're, ta- you're talking to me about names, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then uh, I do do a podcast with Andrew J. Clark uh, called The Menu Bar, and you can find that at uh, themenubar.net. Yeah, which is a great podcast, and I am a subscriber. So thank you. That's why you're here, basically. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I I saw you on Twitter here and there, but the podcast kind of you know. I said I have to get like at least one of you guys on. I'm gonna get Andrew on, but I, the the only reason you were first was because I knew how to calculate the time difference. Because I I don't even like. I, I assumed I, think I assumed it was because I had more Twitter followers. I oh yeah, okay. Sure. We we can do that. We can do the okay. popularity thing. That can be the official <laughs> version. I'm fine with that. But like, I just couldn't be bothered. Like, I have this. Oh, I'm gonna send you a link to a site. That does uh, ta- like uh, that uh, calculates um, time differences. It's an sure, ugly yeah. site. It's called like happyzebra.com or something. <laughs> there are you know there are so many of these things and they're they're all uh, terrible for one reason or the other. Yeah, but this one this one is the least terrible uh, terrible I found. So mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna put the uh, link into Skype. But yeah, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I okay. really appreciate it. It's been fun. Same here. I really do welcome all kinds of feedback because this is my first foray into English-speaking stuff for real. So you can reach me via email at hello at stormimmortal.com. And I also created an English Twitter account of mine. So that's at AtomicXX. And that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. Bye.